0: Good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to another episode of the Edge Podcast. How are you doing at this very moment, Riley?
1: Yeah, I'm. A, I'm, I'm all right. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's good. been a bit of a, a bit of a busy time getting started with quotes with a bunch of rookies. Um, one of the things that I am noticing with a lot of my people and with everyone else's people is just uh, a diversity of successes and failures which is super natural. It makes sense at this time of year because everyone is really just starting out, uh, which actually makes me want to jump right into your day today. Sure. Let's even talk though about You it. are now a fifth year operator. You had a 0 and five day. How are, How do you feel?
1: Um, mo- honestly, like, not great, <laughs> um, I don't think I've had an Owen whatever day um outside of like you know doing the odd quote here and there that don't book uh, since my like second year, so it was a uh, like it, it was like a very disappointing day i I felt like I failed quite a bit. I like talked to my district manager. I was like, we're gonna need to do some serious fucking work because like I don't know what's going on, but booking percentage is low, obviously something is missing. And for me, like, I I don't expect, obviously, to book every job. But when you have, like, you know, a certain amount of quotes lined up, you go into the day thinking, like, oh, like, you know, these ones are strong. These ones might, like, be, like, not quite as strong. I might need to work a little bit harder. But today, like, all the quotes that I lined up, amazing first calls, like, at least 20 minutes for every first call. All of them were super on board to book at the time of the quote. And, like, just nothing. So it was, like, I was going in today... Um, thinking like, okay, I'm going to book at least 10K so today.
0: W- what happened?
1: I I don't know, man. Uh, first quote, start of the day. Um, really great walk around. But then I like see the, the husband leave halfway through the quote in his truck. And I was like, all right. <laughs> um, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, this is all right. Like, I, I'm probably going to go in there. It's, it's not going to book. Like, to be honest with myself. Why did the
0: husband even leave? Did you tell? tell yeah, him? yeah. Like they said they were yeah, going to be there yeah. for the quote. So which they were, th- there they were both.
1: They were both super aware that they should be there. Um, he apparently had like a super urgent work thing to go to, which is which is fine. Uh, obviously you can't always stop that. Um, but they had talked about their budget. They talked about everything, and I think like I just didn't talk enough about like is there anything else that needs to happen before this is a yes for you guys? Cause we, we got, the, like, I, I went through the agreement. It was a great talk. Um, walk around was fantastic. I was, I actually talked her out of using sharkskin. going down to weather one to save her money. Um, she loved that. The whole agreement walkthrough was like super clean, really great presentation. She was like super on board, nodding, super attentive, got to the end. And she's like, yeah, like we just need to figure out, um, like our money with regards to our kids hockey and then and then we're going to be in a better position to, to talk about this so I missed that, there was something that I could have asked obviously on our first call first call was great it was, it was fantastic, asked about the decision it was a yes, explained why it was important she was totally on board but there was something I missed um, obviously without the husband being there too, she obviously couldn't make a decision so I didn't expect as soon as I saw the husband drive away I didn't expect a decision to be made. So that kind of sucked to start the day. Um, second quote, super uh, big quote. Actually, it was like, hold on, hold on, okay, hold on,
0: hold on, hold on, back up. So with the husband leaving, was there the option to call the husband to talk to him at, yep. at the time? Because yes, he had to leave for a for for a, obviously a very important work reason. But were you still able to to run through the quote with him? Were you still able to talk to him a little bit at the time of, if not after, and if not were you able to at least get a conditional close on it assuming that the hockey finances were in order
1: yeah so i i asked her if she would be interested in giving him a call i was like hey like no worries like did you want to give him a call we could chat about the quote i can go over it with him over the phone uh didn't answer whatever um then we 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 talked about um kind of just the project if it was in the budget of what they were thinking she's like honestly this is exactly what we were thinking it was going to be so that's great um but we just we need to figure this out they're out of town for a family day long weekend hockey tournament so like we're probably not even going to be able to actually talk about this until like at least monday night tuesday so i talked about uh like extending the 10 percent off until you know tuesday evening and she really appreciated that um but outside of that like i think i handled it like very well like the whole thing was like super clean but it was just you know something was missed the importance of him staying was was obviously missed the importance of that decision i i thought was clear enough but obviously it, it maybe could have been a little bit clearer again this was a very like specific situation yeah, of him could, leaving could even... but um i i don't know like it it was just like Uh, it was tough (laughs) it was like oh like this sucks like the whole walk around was great they were both super on board super like into the quote they really appreciated that i wanted to save them a couple hundred bucks all these things um and they're gonna get me an answer by like tuesday wednesday next week which is great but like still like that's not the point of, of doing a quote at a specific time like you're doing a quote because they should be in the position to do that right at that point if they're happy with it and she was obviously happy at the price it was what they were expecting so again it was just like a little bit of an unfortunate uh circumstance um moving into the second quote uh really good walk around Uh, husband was on a business meeting but you could definitely tell that the wife was the decision maker because i walked in talked to him because she she was like not ready to go outside so i thought i'd step in you know talk to him build some rapport Talked about the client manual, left it with them. He was like super friendly. He's like, you know, she's the decision maker. Like, that's the boss right there. Like, I'll we'll go over the quote together, but like, I don't need to come outside. I got a work call, so I was like, okay, like whatever. Um, and like, she was most definitely the de- <laughs> the decision maker because I started like uh, talking about the quote when I came back in, and he's like, I got like I got to go get her because she needs to be here. And I was like, yeah, hundred percent. I know you said she was busy though, and he's like, well, I got to go check and make sure she's potentially available now um so i just sat there and like it was fine we waited until she was ready to kind of go through the quote but um i think it just came out way more than they expected it was like an eight grand quote for some trim on their house and like some doors and stuff but it was like they lived in a like a rich ass neighborhood like their house was massive um so i i think the price just shocked them a bit and that's why they needed to think about it Plus, they seemed a little bit rushed. I don't know why. Like I talked about the time that the quote was going to take. It didn't go over the time that it was going to take. Um, and they told me they'd get back to me tomorrow. They were just, I don't know. Like they they seemed rushed. So, again.
0: Yeah, well, e- even from the beginning, when you were talk, when you had that first call with them, was she busy when you had the call? Because did she? Because and the reason why I asked that is that she either wasn't said by you or she didn't understand that you were going to be walking around outside first.
1: No, so um, she didn't remember what time the quote was at, um, even though I confirmed with her. So <laughs> she thought it was at 11. I was ask, did you called to confirm. Yeah, 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 I did. Uh, she thought it was it was at 11, but it was at 11.30. So, like, she was, like, ready at 11, apparently, and then, like, obviously I didn't knock on the door until 11.30. So, like, she was having a shower, so she, like, literally, like, she... I. I uh, her husband opened the door his name is cam and he's like oh like hi like um she thought you were gonna be here at 11 i was like no 11 like that's what the email says and they're like oh okay sorry like she thought it was 11 um so she jumped in the shower and then i see her like run out of the bedroom and like her house coat and her hair was just soaking wet and she's like oh my goodness <laughs> like i i thought it was 11 and i was like no no don't rush like it's fine like take your time so like i just chatted with him about uh, the radio actually because he was one of the uh, owners of um like a, a group called heritage uh broadcasting or something who owns like ninety two nine in Calgary and I was talking about like how uh my business coach's brother works on one oh one five, Taylor Daniels, and he's like, Oh I know Taylor, yeah, he's a he's a good host, small world and I was like, Yeah <laughs> probably hate the fact that he's number one in Calgary and your guys just show as number two, but like whatever Um, so we were just chatting about that and then she kind of came like then she came downstairs that's why she wasn't like ready but um yeah so that quote really good walk around they're gonna get back to me tomorrow um again uh it, it was just like it was so close and i could see they were like super interested I think the biggest thing, honestly, is when I talked to them about putting in a roof anchor and, like, a harness to be safe, I think, like, the only reason they couldn't say yes is because they couldn't decide if they wanted us to to, uh, anchor into the roof or if they wanted to buy a lift. That was the biggest, because it's, like, a $1,000 addition, right? And I was like, you guys don't need to decide that now.
0: It it, it absolutely would be, but that's a a later decision.
1: Yeah, and, like, that's what I kept saying. He's like, I just got to think about it. You know, she's running out. I got work. Like, we'll get back to you tomorrow. And I was like, like, (laughs) you guys are so far from my house. Um, I was like, okay, like, I'll hold the 10% off. But, like, you need to give me a lawn sign, even though it's not my area. And I need to check if you guys decide to go forward with it. And I'll hold the 10% off if those conditions are okay with you guys. And they said okay. So, like, that's fine. Trade of value, worth it. Sucked, but, like, moved on. Then the third quote I get to um, it was a 320 linear foot fence. We were semi staining it. Huge fence. Massive. Came out to a $76, $76.50 retail rate for semi stain mesmeres. Very expensive product. I was like, this is, I'm lowballing the shit out of this. I just want to fucking book a job today. I'm over this and the price came out to like 2800 bucks which was like super reasonable and she's like oh i thought it'd be like a thousand bucks like this is way over the price that we were expecting we're not going to do it and i was like a thousand dollars for labor and like expensive ass stain on a 300 plus linear foot fence like are you nuts
0: <laughs> but yeah that's like 3 dollars a foot that's nobody will ever do a fence for 3 dollars a foot literally
1: like prep paint materials everything like it needed to be wood brightened. It was so gray. Like we we're going to wood brighten it, you know, power wash it, you know, maybe like a light sand here and there and then like, you know, hand brush it. Right. So I was like, you know, like it comes out to like whatever is like 750 a foot or something. And she's like, that's really expensive. I was like, do you know that if you were to build this fence right now, it'd be like fifty eight dollars a foot <laughs> like Seven dollars to stain it for paint, labor, materials, and prep is so cheap. Um uh, but like I, I just don't think she's ever gotten a quote before. And it and it didn't quite fit into their budget. So um she was super honest, she was super friendly. I actually sat there for half an hour after she already told me no. We just chatted about life. It was it was fine, but again. Really, yeah, really annoying.
0: And, and when you did the first call for that one, did you talk to them about if they'd hired any contractors in the past? Yes. Yeah, so or was, or what kind of questions did you ask that would have brought that information up that they might not have had an idea what it was going to cost?
1: Yeah. So I, so it's a t- good question. Um, I was talking to them about, you know, staining, painting, whatever. I was like, Have you ever done it before? They're like, Well, you know, at our old house we had our deck painted once, but at this house like we've done most of the painting ourselves. So I was like, Has this fence ever been stained before? No, it's bare wood. So I was like, okay, like, they might not know what the price of a fence is. Um, so that was... Yeah,
0: well, and also how long ago would it have been that they got their deck done? Because that can make a massive difference. Because if it would have got their deck done in the early 2000s, yeah, yeah. maybe that fence would have been around $1,000 back then.
1: Yeah, and like, and maybe, right? But, and I broke it down. She's like, well, like, how expensive is the product? And I was like, okay, like, I can't tell you our price on it. But like, you know, we're going to spend like a couple hundred dollars in just product, plus the labor. We're going to be here for two days staining this thing like yes. your idea of a thousand dollars is like doesn't even cover the cost of the labor and 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 stain
0: no well and, and on top of that they're hiring a company they have all like they have the insurance the protection the backing all of the the warranty that would be for other projects obviously not for a fence but there's so many other aspects that go into it all the overhead that's required to run a business that a lot of people don't necessarily understand because that's something else too that when they got their deck stained in the past maybe it was a handyman yeah maybe it was just a a one-man guy that didn't really have any overhead or obviously everyone has overhead maybe he just didn't understand his overhead and didn't price things properly
1: yeah exactly
0: so which could have given them a wild misconception about how pricing should have worked
1: yeah i'm not too sure we had a great conversation she like i think she actually did understand why it costed what it did it just like it was just way over what they expected unfortunately Um, yeah. And then, so the fourth quote was for uh, like (laughs) the adjacent neighbor's fence. So I actually got that girl's lead from the other person that I was getting a quote from. Um, and went through it. It was really good. She understood the price, but she wanted to talk to the neighbor. I was like, go, go talk to the neighbor. Um, like, you know, like she's not actually moving forward with it. It was a little bit above what she was expecting. Um, and that was her objection. She's like, well, I just don't know what to do because she's not doing it. And I was like, yeah, but, like, your project is completely separate. Like, if you want to get your fence done, you don't need her okay on it. <laughs> but, like, I didn't say that to her, obviously, but, like, that's, that was the, the general idea of, like, how we were talking. And she's like, no, I totally get it. I just want, like, a day to talk to her, figure out what we're going to do, see if she wants to move forward with it. I was like, she doesn't want to move forward with it it's just coming down to your decision like is this price something that you were expecting you know like i talked to her about it and and she just kept saying like she needed to talk to her neighbor so i was like okay like jesus um that didn't even come up in our call that that was like going to be something that was important to her um anyway uh and then the fourth quote was for like a deck and like a really small railing it was like 1300 bucks super cheap um like actually like an amazing walk around they were super on board did the agreement they were nodding the whole time like saying like that's great that sounds awesome like they're, they're so into it get to the end and they're like oh well that's pretty expensive and i was like 1300 bucks like like we're gonna be here for like a day you know the paint labor materials preparation like it's peeling we're gonna have to you know scrape it sand it like explained it over and they're like yeah we are thinking more like 500 like could we get closer to that and i was like no <laughs> like, absolutely not like no <laughs> so i like it was mostly like honestly like a price thing today which was very strange cuz like i was already lowballing prices on my on my projects because i just wanted to book something um as opposed to what i would do which, if i was super uh... confident in my quotes for the you know for the day
0: Exactly but even just that idea of going into lowball your prices just for the sake of booking things isn't something that I know that you typically ever do and I see the desire in wanting to book a project but when you can if you're making say 10% less profit than you typically would on a job are you going to care about it as much? Are you going to give it the attention it deserves are you going to be really doing the client the justice or would you be better off and make more on a job that you could would charge charge your normal pricing on give the client the full attention that you know you would want to be able to give them have your painters get the amount of hours they deserve be able to be as as free with the product as you know that you need to be and still not worry about it right you can when you can so it's like why go in and low ball prices just for the sake of booking work when you can just go out and book a different job and yes at the time of doing quotes it might not be able to might not seem like that sometimes but it's just it's just like it's this wild mindset thing that i see people getting into they just want to book work book work book work but it's like why and that's even something that like we've seen in past years with people who have ridiculously high booking percentages which is awesome but it's like if you're booking damn near every quote you're doing you can charge a little bit more book Less jobs for the same dollar value, make the same with less stress, right? Or even raise your production capacity and make more.
1: It's yeah, just, it's a yeah, wild like, idea to me. and I wasn't like. So to answer your first question, yes, I would give them the same attention because, like, I, I booked it. I'd rather keep my people busy. Like in that case, um, they wouldn't get any less attention than anyone else. But um, the understanding of like booking at a lower rate totally makes sense. Like, obviously, like you're making less dollars per hour. It, it, it's not. As, as beneficial for you or your business. Um, and when I say low ball, it wasn't like I usually charge 70 bucks an hour and I was charging 60. It was like, I usually would charge like 80 for this and I'm charging like 77. Like it wasn't like a horrible rate. It was just like, I was like, I look at the price and I guy. Like, oh, like I'm just going to lower that a bit. Um, Cause it like, it'll give me like a little bit better of a you know feeling going into it. It's going to be a bit more attractive. You know, if it's like, it like goes just below that next thousand um instead of you know like 2100 if it's 1900 it's in a whole nother like thousand bracket which makes it a lot more attractive so like that's kind of where i was going with it
0: it it it, it, it definitely does but even at the same time though even if you lower your retail rate by three dollars on a 60 hour job you're losing you're dropping 180 bucks off the job and like in like when have you ever like for the people that want to book with you is $180 really necessarily going to be, and that's obviously on a bigger job is 60 hours. Is that even really going to be a massive deal breaker for it? Because most no, of the time I, we're never the cheapest anyway. We're also never the most expensive. You just offer the most value.
1: And I think that's where I'm missing things is like the value part. Like I talked to Jordan today afterwards. <laughs> like I said, like we really need to fucking work on some things. Cause like I am, I'm, I'm obviously missing something and he's like, well, how's your first call? And I was like, honestly, first call is fantastic. Like, I wouldn't, like, you typically know when you get off a first call if it wasn't a good call. My last, like, two weeks of calls have been all, like, so good, so crisp, like, very clear. They understand the 10%. If they don't, or, like, if they're not in a position to make that decision, we move it. Like, no problem. Like, they understand. They hear what I'm saying. It's been great. So I was like, okay, great. So it must be the walk around. That's where I'm like, that's where I must be failing. That's where I must be missing something or creating that value. Like, that, that that's the only possible place that I could be missing it. Because the agreement is the same every time. It's a speech. I don't ever change it. It's its good. It's always worked. So, like, it has to be the walk round. But even, like, my walk around, I feel like is, like, good. So, like, Jordan's like, well, maybe they're just bad leads. I was like, I don't know. But, like, there's something missing. <laughs> There's something that's not landing for value wise, whether it's like the type of lead or like that walk around presentation. Maybe I'm not going deep enough into building the value or like whatever that looks like. But every client I talked to today, like we had great connection, great rapport was being built. We were talking about good things, showing the knowledge with the products like that was all good. But there, there's there's something missing. And like I, I need Jordan to come here and like be an outside perspective to tell me what that is, because like I don't know what it is. Oh. Uh,
0: absolutely and let's dive into even like you said the type of leads and with jordan's actually amazing point it could even just be they could just be not good leads so where did this whole day of people come from how did you sort it was all leads? off
1: facebook everyone today was off facebook
0: okay but like, like i typically place facebook so to paid get ads
1: no, no no just just community groups but like Typically, like honestly, like typically Facebook is one of my strongest lead sources, like usually um, it's a good booking percentage, it's a good job size. Maybe today was just an off day, maybe a bunch of pendings will come through in a week, I don't know, but um, it, it, it very well could be the lead source, it could be something being missed. I, I won't know that for probably at least two weeks until I like hear back from some of these people. Cause like they could just be genuinely not ready to book. Yeah. And like, that's something I obviously missed, but like,
0: Oh, and that's super possible. Like
1: I could have people call me tomorrow or like a week from now. Like, I don't know, but like today, like obviously going like over five is a very like, um, negative thing. But one of the coolest things actually is like after that day, Um, I went and did a first call like I was so (laughs) bummed but I went and did a first call absolutely crushed it set up a quote then Maddie called me and I had to like you know like flip my switch and like help her with her struggles and like it made me realize that like again everyone knows this but everyone's going through the same freaking thing everyone's got problems everyone's got different difficulties and she was obviously uh, well obviously not um she was having a problem with sourcing leads so you know we we kind of dug into that we looked through um her hot areas in in airdrie we looked through like her demographics where the best areas were for her and like really del d- uh, dived into that and figured out like how to fix that and like that actually helped me like swing right out of like a negative mindset of like how my day went and like just remember to myself that like it's like everyone goes through shitty times everyone has different problems and like just because i had a bad quote day doesn't mean like anything it doesn't mean anything (laughs) it was just like like a specific time and just taking away what i need to take away from it is the most important thing because it'll all equal out at the end of the summer. Um, I'm not going to have like a 48% yeah. booking percentage by the end of the summer. It's just obviously like this, this day, this week, whatever that looks like was just not like a hot week for me. But two weeks ago yeah. I booked 30 K. So like it, it's just like a balancing act, right? Oh,
0: th- that's exactly it. And that's what I, that's what I wanted to get at with, with bringing this up. It's just that you, you even you as a fifth year, you're a human, you have some off weeks and it's, it's just about the consistency to keep going with it. And that's something that you are obviously super aware of that you know that it's going to level, level out at the end of the summer.
1: Yeah. And like, I think one of the biggest reasons it hit me so hard, because like, typically I'd brush off a shitty day of quotes. I'd be like, whatever, it's fine. I got another like quote day tomorrow. But this year, I'm having a very hard time finding people to, to do marketing for me. I'm finding like uh, less people are playing for painters. So I think the fact that I have less people in my business this year as opposed to last year who are, like, helping me get leads, helping me set up quotes. Like, I think that on top of the fact that I didn't take advantage of today as much as I could have is what made it worse. It was, like, like with the quotes I'm doing right now because I don't have as many leads coming in, I really need to perform in these quotes and I need to book everyone I possibly can to stay on track for what I need to do. So when I have a bad day, I think it just mm-hmm. is that extra level of pressure that, like, i didn't see last year because if i had a shitty day last year i was like it's fine i have 20 quotes set up whatever i'll go book them in the next quotes but right now just because that like input isn't there um every quote means like that much more and that's obviously not an ideal position to be in
0: it's not so it's not
1: and i think that's my problem is like Usually, I would like at this point, I only have like eight quotes set up in Simon, which is like not horrible, but usually I would have twenty like if this was last year, I'd have at least twenty in my system ready to go, so when you go out and you have a shitty day, it's like oh shit, I needed to book some of those because I don't have a lot of quotes in in the queue right now, and like I don't have a shit ton of leads coming in every week. It's like I need to take advantage of the quotes I'm doing, so when you don't see the results, it's like oh shit, (laughs) Um, I needed to see results and I didn't and now it becomes like a bit more of a stress than it typically probably would.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can can definitely see that even when, when I was franchising. The weeks that I would go into when I already had, if I would talk to Ashley on Monday morning and I had my week filled up with quotes, I just was so much less stressed because there wasn't as high of a precedence on the quotes that I was doing that week because I knew that I could make it up with other ones and because I went into the quotes more relaxed, more myself, more focused, more confident, I wasn't as, as stressed and I would just book more, inevitably. Yeah. And I wouldn't have to rely on the ones in the future.
1: Yeah, well yeah, exactly. It's like if you if when you don't have a lot of quotes and and you don't book quotes, it's stressful. If you have a lot of quotes and you don't book a quote, it's like it's fine. I got like so many other ones lined up. I don't like in hyphens, I don't need your job but when you're you have slim pickings obviously it's like i need your job (laughs) i need to book this so it just yeah that that level of pressure and stress like on yourself changes Mm -hmm. so that that's what i've been experiencing um best case scenario one or two of them call me in the next couple days and book which would be great um but i was talking to another franchisee today about it and they're like oh it's like it's totally fine like you're gonna do great, like, you know, they're gonna call you back. And I was like, Yeah, no, but like historically I if I don't book it on the spot, I don't book it. Like over the last four years, I've had five pendings come through in five years. That's it. Five.
0: <laughs> That's almost more of a problem than anything else. Yeah, how are you how's your follow up process?
1: It's great. I, I follow up like I ask them when they want me to follow up. I say what's a reasonable time frame for me to follow up. I follow up, and pretty much every time I follow up, they just say no. So, like, for me, like, historically, if I don't book it on the spot, I just don't book it. And that's why I think it's stressful for me. But this specific person was like, you know, your results in the past don't dictate what your results are going to be this year. And that, like, kind of, like, hit home. I was like, you know what? You're right. Every year, things can change. This year, I could have, like, a huge pending year. Who knows? But, like, just because, like, like, historically, I haven't had that, obviously, I wouldn't think that that would be true. But I don't know. So... When, when that advice was given to me, I was like, okay, like I, like, I, like I took a step back and looked at a bigger picture of like, I don't know yet. Like, so don't stress out, you know, like all we can do, I, I can't change the fact that nobody said yes today. Only thing I can change is like my mindset on the fact that nobody said yes and change my mindset on like, maybe someone will come through. So that's what I started focusing on.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a good shift to make.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, shitty day. <laughs> um, but there's a lot to take away from it, um, and there's a lot to learn from it. And that's, like, the biggest thing I think that that's important to take away is, like, not to look at the negative aspects of it, but look at um, uh, the parts of it that you can improve and, like, the positive aspects of it. It's like, hey, like, this happened, but, like, look how much I can actually learn from it. And, like, don't be skeptical of the fact that nobody's ever, you know, going to come through. Because, like, I have no idea. Like, maybe people genuinely just needed to think about it. <laughs> Even though that's typically not yeah. what happens. Like, who knows? So.
0: Yeah, but it's still a very real possibility, especially from the first couple. Right? With him having a work emergency that he had yet called in, that's completely out of everyone's control.
1: It, exactly. And, like, it was in the price range that they were thinking... You know, they have a hockey tournament, that's probably really exciting and like busy. They have kids, like I get it, they're busy. But I, I, I you know, like you you don't know. The second one, I actually have a good feeling about the second one. I'm not gonna obviously get too excited about it, but um they obviously like can afford it and they're like very much on board. Their house looked like shit. They had it done by WoW one day painting, they were very disappointed in them. Um, I was talking about a lot of things that the other company didn't do. Um, And, like, I could see them being impressed as I was talking about things. And I was like, okay, this is good. Like, they're like, oh, well, like, they didn't do that. And I was like, well, they obviously didn't do it right. And, like, oh, like, well, we need to strap into the roof or, like, use a lift. Well, they didn't even talk to us about that. Why? It's 35 feet up in the air. We have to go on, like, a 60-pitch roof. There's no way to do this safely. What do you mean they didn't talk to you about this? Like, it was just like (laughs) – simple things that like anyone should realize but again like if you're not trained properly to 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 think about these things you wouldn't or like we're doing your garage doors we're gonna take off your weather stripping and paint the full door properly and then i would suggest getting new stuff and we can reinstall it for you but again i'd suggest leaving it off for a week so that it can cure and then you guys can put it on oh like they didn't take off the weather stripping it's because they don't care (laughs) like they didn't think about these things but like i do so i could see them like actually like being very impressed by the fact that I was thinking about all these small things for them. But again, like I, I, I don't know. So that's Riley's rant for the day. <laughs> but how was your day? I know you're supposed to have a quote day today. How did that go?
0: Uh, it was actually my, it was, today was a, more of a backup day. Oh, um, backup day. I was okay. kind of dedicating towards people that would have, that I wanted to give the extra help to. So I had one of my first year operators have um not an entirely full quote day on their first day. So I took the opportunity took advantage of this day to give them more time. Um and we spent some time talking just about their business. We did an extra mock quote. We just spent a lot of time together just to I like, could really make sure that when he does go into quotes, um it is he's gonna be in the best position possible.
1: That's awesome. Sometimes like sometimes that day actually like helps significantly more than a quote day does <laughs> yeah yeah like because like, you can break down so much stuff and like you can actually like really provide them with like a wealth of knowledge that you might not be able to do while you're jumping between quotes
0: yeah and and even just that i think we were together for four hours um during the day amongst the other things that i took care of today those four hours that we were able to really just sit down and be absolutely dialed in talking about his business and about the whole quoting process i was able to answer so many other questions for him that i didn't even realize that he had before yeah and had we actually just done all these quotes on the on the first day and did not have given him an extra part of a day i would have never known that he didn't know some of these things or that he had certain concerns or had certain questions
1: of course, yeah. Like, and like, you wouldn't know. It's it's very similar to like the whole idea. Like, when obviously you were running a business, and like, and and I obviously am still. But like, the whole thing of like with painters is like, if you guys have questions, ask me because I don't know that you have questions if you don't talk to me about them. But like, you wouldn't ever know that those yeah. questions existed if you didn't actually have the time to sit down with him. So that's awesome. Do, exactly. Do you feel like he like got a lot out of the day? To... What was that? Uh, sorry. Uh, do you feel like he got a lot out of today? So much.
0: He got a ton out of the day, which kind of goes back to when we were talking a couple of weeks ago with me remaking my schedule. That's why I wanted to remake my schedule. So I had the opportunity to spend as much time as possible with my people in the preseason and even in season as I can, because I really last year saw the value behind these days with everybody. And I want to be able to give people as much time as, as humanly possible because I see how valuable these, um, these, these extra half days and extra meetings and extra phone calls really can be for people, which is something that's huge because when I look at my team, I look at it with a very long-term perspective and I try to, and I wanna be building people for future years at the same time with having that and developing them in such a way that they're gonna be around for a while, even if it's this their only year, because I wanna make sure that I can have the strongest people possible
1: yeah definitely like give them the best experience possible like let them learn as much as they possibly can from this opportunity yeah that's awesome that's great yeah yeah that that yeah it's always interesting to think about those things like it's sometimes it's like the smallest things that actually help it's not like those big quote days it's not you know you coming out and showing them how to paint sometimes it's just the conversations that you have with people that like unveil so much
0: yeah, even, even the, just the conversations. That's why I love spending so much time with people, especially on their first days of quotes. And I've had two people so far who, who do my rookies who have reached out to me telling me that, that... They reached out to me actually initially saying, hey, I'm sorry, our quotes are scheduled far apart. There's a couple that we have some drive time between. And they were not expecting my answer. I just said, awesome, great. We get more time to talk. We get to actually build that connection and I can we can use it as an opportunity to teach extra things, just to t- to get to know each other, to figure out how each other functions, and how they can best use me as their business coach, as just a friend in essence, whenever they need it to get full to take full advantage of everything that they have at their disposal here.
1: Yeah, that, that's so funny, like that you say that because like uh, my first quote date with Maddie, she booked one at 10 a.m. and I was like, great. And then the next quote that showed up in Simon was 6 p.m. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, really? Like, that's the literally the farthest apart that you possibly could have scheduled these two quotes. And then she filled the rest of her day, so it was fine. But, like, at first I was like, okay, we're going to have a lot of time to talk. This is great. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, she filled it for the most part. So, yeah. But, yeah, that that that's great. Um, how do you feel that, like um, – I know we were talking before the podcast started about, like, this whole, you know, endemic idea of, like, potentially things, like, and, like, uh, restrictions being lifted and stuff. So, how do you feel about that? Like, what do you think that's going to bring for not only us, but just, like, I, I guess, like, the process of how we do things?
0: It's a very controversial question, uh, actually. I know. <laughs>
1: I know. Um <laughs>
0: We're going to have to, we'll chat about this a little bit now. We're going to have to revisit this when things actually open up to see how, how our predictions actually stand out. I agree. Um, but I, I think that I I don't know how much is actually going to change for our specific operations because a lot of what we do is we're in a, in a more high contact environment and it's still very intelligent to still keep, stay with our masks still, especially when cold calling, doing estimates, things like that regardless of the different restrictions just to be smart and to show that we care as a company and i know there's some franchisees that deeply disagree with that and there's some franchisees that deeply agree with it and that's something that we're going to have to approach on a on a case-by-case um basis so but for for my thoughts on it are i like for myself i cannot wait to be able to just have more of a sense of, of normalcy again. But I also understand the importance of the different measures that are in place. And I see the value behind people still having masks. And I see the, the purpose of the masks and I see the purpose of the distancing. And I think that, and even Alberta specifically is a very interesting example because we did this in July. We opened wide up again and then poof within what three weeks we had the worst numbers in the country <laughs> whoops
1: <laughs> yeah I, yeah i think yeah, it was more it like would, a month oh, and a bit doesn't but surprise me no no well like and they opened yeah. it up for stampede like also, what are they thinking like you know like biggest outdoor show on uh, earth yeah, like let's like... just open it up go go have fun and then and then we're just gonna go right back into lockdown like this is great yeah
0: it, yeah. it was a very interesting situation very interesting decision for sure Um, Which caused a lot of, a lot of controversy in the province. And so when when and I think if that hadn't been the case in the summertime, and we would have stayed as locked down as other provinces were, I don't know if there would be as much controversy around this decision. But at the same time, I know Sask is opening up sooner than we are. Not opening up entirely, but they're lifting their masking restrictions. They're lifting a lot more, more things. Um, similar to what we are but they're, they've done it sooner I think they actually already did it yeah like, I,
1: I think ago. it was I think it was I think 14? it no I think it's next week actually as of Monday next week I, I think so yeah but yes it's, it's at least a week in, in advance of ours yeah so
0: Regardless. we're going to have to see we're going to have to see what happens um, with it we're going to have to see the, the societal response Because is it true that this is. has. that that it's almost more developed into a. what's gonna be a a seasonal illness? Yes. Um, But because that's. a lot. that's. if you look at the, the Omicron variant, it's a highly transmissible, less lethal variant than all of its predecessors. But there is still the danger behind it for certain demographics.
1: Definitely. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's interesting so, to think about. I mean, the only reason I wanted to ask is cause like more in a business context of like, what does that mean for, for us, for other people? Um, I know we were talking about not, not before the podcast, but like a week ago about what it means for like how, how long it's going to take for people to like think of it as a norm again you know of of not having the restrictions and i thought it would be a long mm-hmm. time and you were more on the on the fact of like no it's probably only going to be a couple weeks cuz that's what it was last time like everyone was so over it that they were so ready to just get back to being like in hyphens normal and like it it's very yeah. interesting to think about those things cuz everyone's it, it, like they it's a very much like a scare tactic of like everyone's terrified of getting sick now so it it's very interesting to think about what that means and and how people react once again like literally with the snap of the fingers you know like start of March everything's just gone like no restrictions no nothing like you guys just go live your life normally like it's crazy to think that that can just have a date like that that's what I was thinking today as I was driving around strangely enough was like it's funny how they have this date of like okay all of the restrictions are gone this date um but um but like like why that specific date like why why not like if if you're going to like say like in a week we're going to just close off everything we're just going to you know take away all the restrictions for you guys like why not just do it now like what what's the difference you know like it was just something that like ran through my mind and it it'll be very interesting to see how people react to it
0: yeah and i think that's a good question to ask why the actual specific timing mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if there's a well, not that I know of at least. I'm sure there is more of a rationale behind the exact date that was chosen. But yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how quick people revert to their other ways. Because I even remember when I say other ways, I mean the whole pre-COVID um, tendencies. Because I even remember looking back in the summertime when we were mask-free after three. Two or three weeks. It was mind blowing to me how many people just reverted to ha- shaking hands again. Oh yeah, which is something that before was just so normal. And when even I first started, it was just common knowledge in the business world that a deal wasn't a deal unless there was a handshake. Yeah, it was just part of what you did. And it's we've transitioned so far away from that. We've it's everything is just. There was a time where we did elbow bumps, it's just waves, it's just smiles now to an extent. And just in this, within a couple of weeks in the summertime, everyone was just straight back to how things used to be, which was very interesting to see how quick the transition was. But at the same time, when we look at how fast the numbers in Alberta rose again, is there a correlation? Probably.
1: Yeah, well, and it's funny because I was thinking about that and um, I read this article about the common cold like just the flu and it was like do you think that like the government cares about how many people have the flu no they care about how many people die from the flu they don't track the numbers of people who have the flu so why are they tracking the numbers of people who have covid they should be tracking only the people that are actually dying from it and it's significantly less than the flu and then i was like okay like you guys just like made a very very good point <laughs> like like no, who gives Surely a shit how many people are actually thing. sick and i was like it was obviously a very one-sided bias uh argument but it was funny to like just put it in the simplest terms of like do you think the government tracks how many people have the flu no they track about they track the people that die from the flu and like that number is significantly higher than the people who have died from covid so like why are they tracking every single person who has covid it was it was ju- it was just fun it was it was a very like mind opening um article to read of like yeah you know what like that's a great perspective of like why do they care like that 1400 people got sick today like when they don't give a shit about that in any other aspect they just care about like the death mm-hmm. toll so like it, it was just interesting to think about that and like just tying it back to like kind of your point of like how fast the numbers rose. It was just like, it was funny how like just the tracking of things like significantly changed uh, how people felt about like the whole, yeah. the whole process of COVID overall. Cause like if they didn't have a, a number tracking of like how many people are getting sick a day, probably wouldn't even even been an issue. It would have been like, Oh, like I'm sick. Like, I'm down for a couple of days this sucks and like moved on so like, it was just like it, it was funny to just think about it in, in, in a bit of a different light when I read that so I, I'm very interested to see how things go I'm, in, I'm interested to see how fast people revert back to things I'm very honestly like my biggest interest is like you know is this like another like short term open or is it like finally kind of like a thing that's moving on and like talking to some people who uh like I have a couple friends who live in England and stuff and they've been open for a couple weeks, if not months, now and like everything's fine. And like they just completely just lifted everything randomly and things are fine. So like I I'm I'm really hoping obviously for the for the fact that like it's much easier to just go back to normal normal times. That uh, it, it's not like another like mm-hmm. one month open and then back down to shut down like that would suck. So, um, I, I'm very interested it, to see it, what it, happens. It would with...
0: suck, but wh- whether or not that happens is really going to come down to the societal response as Definitely. the province reopens. Definitely, it's going to come down to how careful people still are because as soon as you remove all the restrictions that are in place, whether or not people agree with them, they've been put in place for a specific reason. Yeah, um, and it has been for. To prevent the transmission of certain things, and there is going to be as people's immune systems rebuild back up to more so where they used to be when you weren't used to wearing masks all the time, yeah. and they start to readapt the environments, it's important to take things more slow and to not yeah. just dive right back yeah. into how things were pre-COVID.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I got, yeah. It's just a very interesting topic, and it's very interesting to see how things will play out like for me like i'm still always gonna wear like for example i'm always gonna still wear a mask going into a quote but if people say like hey like don't worry about it i'm not gonna wear it (laughs) um most likely unless our company makes it a mandate which i obviously respect but um like just that initial respect of like hey like i just want to show you guys that like i actually care and if you're comfortable with us not having this, that's fine. But if you feel more comfortable with it being in place, that's totally fine too. I, I'm I'm just interested to see mm-hmm. how that that plays out not only in our business, but like outside of our business as well.
0: Yes, and even with that, it's it's so much more important to go into it, even if it's not a requirement from the company, to to go into it wearing the mask yep. and then have people offer for you to take it off because people are more comfortable saying hey you can take that off if you want then the other way around because if you go in without a mask people get incredibly uncomfortable saying hey can you put one on
1: oh yeah definitely <laughs> it's much easier to them, for them to be like why do you have that on like just take it off it's fine then can you please put on a mask like i don't feel comfortable like doing this like this yeah 100 percent agree so like yeah it's just very interesting to see how people react and i just wanted to chat with you uh briefly about that
0: yeah yeah we're gonna have to have this talk again in a couple of weeks once things open back up so i'll be curious to see what happens
1: yeah it, it, it'll be interesting to see how people react overall i i think for, overwhelmingly for the people i've talked uh to you know during quotes and, and outside of quotes like pretty much everyone has been like I'm over it, I'm ready for it to be done, I'm ready for us to move on with life. I think that's a very general consensus, I'm not too sure about, like for the people that you've chatted with, but everyone I've talked to is just ready to be done with it. And like, they're like, if I get COVID, I don't care anymore, it's fine. <laughs> and that's such a different reaction from like when it originally happened, Of like, I can't get COVID, I don't wanna die, basically. <laughs> um, oh yeah,
0: I remember when it fir- when it uh, <laughs> when it was first a thing, I remember disinfecting gas pumps using hand sanitizer thirty times oh a day. Oh my god! Yeah, just just dry ass hands. <laughs> Even going in and and oh my god, yeah, super dry hands. And f- the for the first couple weeks before we shut down as a company, going into quotes wearing rubber gloves with Lysol wipes and Lysol wiping my client manual with it sitting on the top of my car in view of the client while I sanitized and then put gloves on and then Lysol wiped and then changed the gloves and then went into the quote (laughs) and just the measures that were in place just because we didn't know
1: yeah it was just thinking like just thinking back it's crazy how serious things were when it first came out oh my god yeah
0: and and rightfully so of
1: course of course but It was just, yeah, like, it's it's night and day right now. People, like, just, they just get gas, no problem. Nobody gives a shit about wiping down their gas pump. Like, it's fine. Obviously, there's still measures in place, Mm -hmm. like, you know, restaurants, for example, to clean tables, clean glass, make make sure things are good, obviously, but, um... I think that's a
0: good thing anyway. Of uh, course. Stick around. Of of, of course. How often would you go to a restaurant and have the table just
1: disgusting? (laughs) Uh, yeah. (laughs) So... I think it's a good like there's some good measures but yeah it, it's just like at least from my experience very much people are like ready to to not have to have all these significant restrictions but it'll be very interesting it'll be very interesting in the coming weeks especially like as soon as it opens like I'd love to revisit this topic maybe in like a month maybe even five months from now um, and just see the difference of like you know one month post open versus like you know a couple months post open and just see like you know are we back are, to normal
0: but not not both post, post restrictions po, not
1: yeah no post, like yeah like post restrictions like being open uh it, it'd just be very yeah. interesting to see like how people react to it initially versus long term and like is everything normal is everything the same like what does that look like
0: yeah yeah no i i completely agree but i think even with that we <laughs> went down a bit of a rabbit hole in uh the end of this and i'm excited for some feedback that we get from <laughs> from this little section oh, I yeah, think, i'm
1: sure it be interesting uh, even
0: on on that note um have a good rest of your morning rest your afternoon rest your evening to all of the listeners and we will talk to you next week Hey listeners, thank you for tuning in this week. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to click the subscribe button and give us a follow at The Edge Pod on Instagram. We hope you have an amazing week, push for your goals, and remember, stay off your ass.